How many of you are good at being patient? How many of you are not good at being patient? All right. But, but that's, what, that's what James says. He says, be patient until the coming of the Lord. Oh, how we long for Jesus to come back right now, right? So many of us, we, we see the hurt, we see the angst, we see the pain, we see the suffering in our own families and then in our friends' families. And then we can look out further than that and see it in the world, right? And we say, oh, Lord Jesus, come. Come quickly. And yet our text here as followers of Jesus reminds us that we have to wait. And while we have to wait, we have to be patient. And James does James something interesting here. He says, he says, look at the farmer. He says, look at the farmer. See how the farmer does it? The farmer waits patiently, but the farmer also waits confidently. Confident that the harvest will come. Confident that the, the rains will show up to ripen the crop. It says there in Isaiah 55, right? For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, kind of like today, and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So the farmer waits for that. Yet the thing is this, no matter how patiently or confidently a farmer waits, sometimes the rain does not come. Sometimes the snow does not fall. And so that farmer has to wait patiently and confidently that the Lord will provide. Now, how's that move over to us as followers of Jesus as we await this coming of Christ? Well, we have to remember, we have a watering and feeding that's happening right now to us as well. That's even more certain than the rain or the snow that we patiently long to come. Let's go back to Isaiah 55. Here, verse 10 again, and then this time we're going to add verse 11. It says this, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. We're being watered and fed by God's word that is constantly put before us, that is constantly put out there, accomplishing the purpose that God sent it for. We have God's word, friends, every day that is more certain than the rain. We've got God's grace given to us daily. This, this undeserved love that, that strengthens us as we dig into his word, as we're fed by the sacraments in, in Holy Communion, when we see it in the waters of Holy Baptism. And because we're fed by God's word, as we confidently and patiently wait for it, we, we believe and trust in him and that he's coming back. It, and we do this because we trust in Jesus as the one and only Savior that can save us from sin and death. 
He's the only one who can give us this everlasting life. This Jesus, yes, this little Jesus that's born in the manger, born solely to die and then rise again. He suffered for you. He died for you to restore you to God so that you could be forgiven. Now, for most of you, you know this. There is no one else out there who can do this. Not in ourselves, not in anything in the world, not in any other religion, right? Christianity is the only done religion. Everything else, you got to do something yourself to try to get there. Only Christ can save. So in this word that we patiently and confidently wait in, we cling to the cross. We, we cling to Christ alone, knowing that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father, right? From God, through Christ, right to you. No one comes to the Father except through him. And we need to cling so earnestly to this truth, because as our text tells us, the harvest is coming. Jesus is coming back soon. Be patient. Be patient until the coming of the Lord. Be patient. The coming of the Lord is at hand. Be patient. The judge is standing at the door. That's the thing. When when Christ comes back, when he returns to judge the living and the dead, we who believe he will gather us into his eternal kingdom. And in that new heaven and in that new earth that we patiently are waiting for, there will be no more sin. There will be no more crying. There will be no more sickness. There'll be no more pain. There'll be no more death. In plain view of this glorious day to come, our Lord beckons us back to his word to be strengthened there by him. And that means, yes, we live together as brothers and sisters in Christ who await the same thing. As followers of Jesus, we want that same thing. We want that glorious day. We want to be part of that. And we want others to be part of that with us. So while we're here, because God gives us this, this means that we're trying to live not selfishly, right, but but living for other people. We're trying not to follow the ways of the world, but we're trying to follow the ways of God. We're trying not to grumble against one another, but instead speak well of one another. We're trying this because Christ lives in us. If you are a follower of Jesus, if you believe in Jesus, he lives in you. And by faith, he works powerfully in you. And every day, he's trying his hardest to influence your thoughts, words, and actions. He's working at moving you and me to see others in a good light and not complain about them today. We'll go one day at a time. And it's in this way that, that God loved us so that we love our neighbor in the same way. And, and, then, and then we defend our neighbor. We, we speak well of them. And we explain everything from our point of view in the kindest way. And then in doing this, we use the blessings we receive from our Father. 
grace and forgiveness to bless them. Sharing, sacrificing, giving, and loving the way God loves us. And this is how those seeds are sown along the way. And as followers of Jesus, whether you want to accept this role or not, this is your job. This is your task until Jesus comes back. Sometimes it's spreading the seed. Sometimes it's watering and and feeding that seed that's already been planted. It's not just my job. It's not the job of just any pastor or any church staff. If you're a follower of Christ, you've been given the privilege, the opportunity, and the responsibility to share the good news of Christmas, the gospel of Jesus, the fact that a baby born in a stinky place was born to save not only you, but them. And then the Lord reminds us again, be patient. The Lord reminds me of this a lot when I'm thinking about how things are going in the, in the church at large. He's like, be patient. Be patient, Pastor Scott. The Holy Spirit's at work. Be patient as the Holy Spirit works in the hearts of those who are already in the faith. Be, be patient with, with those who are, are coming to faith. But, but not only be patient, he says, be confident. It says the same thing to you. Be patient, but yet be, be confident that the Holy Spirit fills you up. Be, be confident that, that the Holy Spirit can create this excitement inside you to make your faith alive. With the help of the Holy Spirit, you can share the gospel. Words, deeds, smiles, hugs, listening ears. You can tell people just as well as I can, and in some cases better, because you know them, of the coming love of Jesus that that this Christmas season is all about the Savior that was born for them. And is there a better time than now? Everyone sees the hurt around them. You can't save them. You can't change their hearts, but you can tell them of this truth. Because Jesus made this promise that he's coming back. And there's only one person who can keep all their promises, and that's God. (laughs) And he made this promise not just for you, but for them too, that he will return. We don't know exactly when, but our text assures us that he is coming. Be patient, yet be confident, and don't be lax until Jesus comes back, because you and I have this important role to do. And by the power of God, with the Holy Spirit working inside us, we will do this. We will go forth and share the good news. We will go forth and and share the love of Jesus Christ. We will have the opportunity to continue to be built up in this truth and strengthened in our faith through God's word. Here, obviously, but elsewhere too. So until Jesus comes back, by the grace of God, I'm going to challenge us. First, to stop grumbling
then I'm going to challenge us to take that next step where we're at in sharing our faith. I don't know where you're at. I know where I am, but I know where I'd like to see you get there eventually, right? So, so wherever you're at, allow the Holy Spirit to, to work in you to take that next step to proclaim the truth and the love of Jesus Christ. Because here's the thing. Jesus is coming. And he is coming soon. For you and me and all of them. And he wants all of us to party with him in heaven forever. But until that day, since you don't know when it's going to happen and neither do I, we wait patiently and confidently in the grace and saving love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.